Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Practice Perspective podcast episode. I welcome you. I hope you really get some good insights in this perspective because what I'm doing is a little tribute to our women. I'm trying to get the perspective of women. And the starting point is the mother process to uh, the start of conceiving a child, to having the child grow inside of their bodies, to the emotional and physical ramifications of that. And all the way to the birthing process and watching the child grow. Because the mother process, I got to stop and nurture and praise and love and give a shout out because we all have mothers and these women that were are involved with are going to be soon to be mothers that's they're they're biologically structured to spread our offspring and so that is a huge responsibility and now some of us guys we don't want to fathom that we don't care to understand that or we are curious but we're too afraid to ask and get uh, a little intimate a little emotional and have these discussions with women of i don't know just their sexuality to the functionings of the vagina to how do you feel what are you thinking about when this baby's coming out of you while your body's changing and (laughs) compensating and and all these things. And so I, I need to bring some awareness into that. Now, gentlemen, I hope you get some really good insight and listen and try to practice your perspective and understand uh, what they have to go through. And I'm sure the emotional trauma and mood swings of when a lady becomes a bitch, we all have those emotional mood swings go up and down. Some guys are just... They're too dumb to know how to express these emotional tolls that they kind of compensate elsewhere and they think that a guy should be a certain way because of the socially conditioned society that we live in. Um, It's okay. Hey, it's a learning process. It is a learning process. A learning process to get back to our roots of knowing our true, raw, essential self. And so sometimes you have to be vulnerable. Like a woman, you know, to being vulnerable does not mean being weak. It's actually emotional strength that a lot of guys cannot even bear. That's why they still. I'm gonna get into gentlemen. That's a that's another podcast. There's a lot of guys that we gotta fix out there, uh, or at least bring some awareness in. But anyways, yes, this is the podcast about women, uh, the motherly birthing childbearing process and i hope you really get some good um information and insight now we have here first is uh maddie Serda. now what i want you to pay attention to is the questions i ask um i want you to notice how enthusiastic she gets when she speaks about her children um describing their characteristics and little small details of what she finds uh uh, and these are small little details that I bet that only a mother can notice. And, I mean, that's that's pretty acute. It's very sharp. And try to uh, understand that. Try to bring some awareness and see what type of things that you notice. What the hell do you notice? That's what I want to know. What the fuck do you notice, people? Because it needs to be a lot more than what's just going on in the medias. Um, <laughs> so, I hope you enjoy 
and learn something. we can get started okay well maddie uh welcome back to uh practice perspective podcast thank you good to be here yeah um so i guess what i'm doing is a little a little tribute to uh to women you get uh, the perspective of a woman but not only that but mainly uh a mother and so mm-hmm. being a mother yourself i had to invite you back and um just want to dive deeper into the perspective of the female mother that love and nourishes pretty much everything. Uh, I don't think it's only the children. <laughs> uh, I guess at times, I don't know. So, um, yeah. I guess in the beginning, I want to start where uh, um, the deciding point of when you wanted a child. Well, I, uh, hmm. I, I did not... I knew I wanted to have kids, but I did not decide to have my first child at oh, yeah. that time. No, It was no. more like an idea, like, oh, yeah, nice to have a child, but, like, yeah, not yeah. necessarily planned. No, 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 no. Um, my daughter was born nine months to the day after my wedding. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so that was, that was not my plan. I was, <laughs> I was sick. I was quite sick. Um, I was having seizures. Mm. We didn't mm. know why. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, we used uh, birth control, which did not work, obviously. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so... we used a diaphragm, some spermicide. Wow. Didn't, didn't do. So, like, did you not know you were pregnant or? Um, no, I, I, I got pregnant the night we got married. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we were drunk. <laughs> Good Apparently, time. <laughs> yeah. It was I remember the time. wedding. It was a great. It was a great yeah, time. We, yeah, we. I think people had fun. Well, was... I remember half of the wedding actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about the. Yeah, that's about what uh, where most people are at. I think it was a good time. You know, yeah. I had my bridesmaids coming on to me, and <laughs> you know, people were fighting. It was a, it was a good party. Oh I yeah. Think so. yeah. yeah. It had everything, all the above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, it was. It was fun. It was good. Um, we had just graduated, so we graduated, it was 2009, we graduated from high school in May, mm-hmm. and uh, got married and pregnant in June, and uh, we did so not have jobs. The, married, the marriage was planned, but not, not the pregnancy. Yes, okay. yes, and I, I, I didn't, um, you know, I think some people then maybe were like, oh, so you got pregnant and then married. It's like, no, 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 I got married <laughs> yeah. and then pregnant, just, just really quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was married, pregnant. Right, right there. Wow. And I knew, I told Mike, I told Mike the next morning, I said, I'm pregnant. And he was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's not, I, I, it's not like I was a virgin. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, I told him, you knew I, the said, difference. I, I said, I'm, I'm pregnant. And he said, yeah, right. And my mom said, yeah, right. And I remember I had all this hair. And uh, the next morning, instead of like washing all the hairspray and stuff out of it, I just cut it off. Yeah. I just cut my hair off. And I told my mom while she was like straightening my hair after I cut it off, I was like, I'm pregnant. She was like, no, you aren't. So, wow. So there's a lot of people that just did not accept it. Or not accept it, or just they didn't think it, it was true. They were just, she just was, you like, know, they were like, How, it's too early. How you could you know? just got married. Yeah. How could you get I mean, this pregnant? was the next day. Like, this, this is like, you know, not even 24 hours. After, and I was just totally sure. I was like, <laughs> I'm pregnant. And uh, so they were 
like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll wait and see. Sure, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I... Do you remember, uh, like, any, like, a... Astonishment or like you're stricken with awe, like oh my god, I'm pregnant, or was it like oh well, this is kind of what happens? Like what was your? No, uh, I I was surprised, and it was kind of kind of awe inspiring. I don't I didn't have like you know people are like oh I had these symptoms and I did have you know I did have symptoms later, um some nausea and some stuff with my boobs and that kind of thing, but then it was I just knew. Yeah. I don't know. Was there a I don't know. I'm trying to look for like a. Was there anything like scary part of it? Like any? Uh... It was scary. Yeah. I. For me, it was scary. Not so much being. It was scary because my life just wasn't in of like a very settled place. Like we didn't. <laughs> we didn't know where we were gonna live. Mm-hmm. We were trying to decide between uh, grad school and the Peace Corps. Oh wow! The we Peace had. Corps. We had no jobs. Peace... I remember we you had. Guys were considering the Peace Corps. Wow. We had no idea what we were going to do. We had, we, we got our bachelor's degrees and, you know, we, we moved out of our place in Reno and, um, Reno, Nevada. We were in Reno, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my family was down in Fallon and Mike's parents had that house in Fallon. We hadn't even really decided where we were going to stay. We had planned to house sit for the summer for about three months for a professor of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like two days before our wedding, she was like, you know what? I've made other arrangements. Yeah, I didn't want to bother you guys with, you know, the responsibility. So basically, I mean, you know, yeah. and we would have stayed in our apartment, but we'd planned to do this house, this house sitting thing for a few months. And then we were going to go. We didn't know. We wow. hadn't decided. Everything and, was just all up in the air. That's very, it's crazy. Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. We had no idea what we were going to do. And, and to think, I mean, I know some people, I mean, People do their homework. They anticipate uh, the things that they need to do to have a child, and yeah, it seems like you seem like you guys are those people. But in that time <laughs> of situation, it was just like yeah, just flowing with life at the moment. Yeah, it wow. was not. Uh, yeah, I think I I typically am. Yeah, I typically <laughs> am one of those those people who plans everything out. And and Mike, my husband, he um he had only had a couple classes that he needed to get his degree. So he'd been looking for jobs in Reno. And Reno's a great city, but it's small and it's expensive. And uh, Northern Nevada is sort of about who you know. Yeah. And it, it was not easy for him to find a, a, small a decent city. job. Yeah, I remember yeah. you guys. And it was, yeah. It's nice. It's beautiful there. But it's it's not necessarily <laughs> the easiest place to, to find. You know, we were there and we were at the University of Nevada and we really liked it. But it wasn't necessarily easy to say, okay, we want to stay here and get a good job. Yeah. We, we didn't, uh, didn't have much luck finding. You know, he, he had part-time jobs Was that the, the initial thought? Like, oh, yeah, we love it here. We're getting our degrees. And then uh-huh. after that, you get a job and then stay in Reno. Like, was that the initial thought? Of Maybe. Dad? But we yeah. really liked the idea. We really liked the idea of the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. And we had started to put in applications, but I was having some health problems. And... Um, and, and the, the person that we talked to about it said, you know, get that resolved. Because if you if you kind of put in an application with sort of an unresolved health issue, yeah. you'll probably get denied. And mm. then if it turns out your health issue resolves, then it's sort of too late. Wow. So yeah. she, she basically said, you know, wait Just on wait. your application until you figure out what kind of your diagnosis is with, 
with your health issues. It seems proper. Yeah. And so we said, okay. So, you know, we, we kind of wanted to actually apply and have that more set, but she said, wait. And so we were listening to that, but you know, we had like our, our applications all ready to turn in. And all excited to go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You guys almost went to the Peace Corps. We did. That was, <laughs> that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, so we were also looking at grad schools. We hadn't applied to any grad schools. We figured we'd take at least a year. Um, depending on what happened with the Peace Corps and decide where we wanted to go yeah. and what we wanted to to do and that kind of thing. But that all changed. Yeah, well, now, you're here, now you're here over here in Phoenix, Arizona with two children now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Illusion. Yep. Okay. So, uh, you said Emily. Uh, Emma. <laughs> Emma, I'm sorry. yep. Emily was yeah. uh, my sister's uh, yeah. child. So, Emma... Um, Tell me about uh, when she was inside of you growing. Oh, I and loved being pregnant. Yeah? I loved it, yeah. Major mood swings? I, th- I had some mood swings. Um, I don't know. Not re- not real bad. I really liked being pregnant. Yeah? I felt happy. Um, yeah. just I know some people really don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had people get so mad. And they say, oh, I just yeah. love being pregnant. And they say, oh, it's an awful experience. No, I really only have good things to say. Wow, that part. Yeah. I really liked it. I mean, I was a little nauseous. Morning sickness, just coming and going, but yeah, that's just a little, but not, the territory. Yeah, not much. Not, I mean, you know, I, I threw up a few times, but not anything that made life miserable. <laughs> I really just, I really liked it. With Lucian, too, I just, I yeah? love being pregnant. So, as they developed and grew inside of you, it was, uh, yeah, because I hear there's major mood swings, uh, your feet get swollen, and, and just physically, it's sometimes very uncomfortable, and so... Yeah, sleeping, you have to find but kind of a different would... way to sleep. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, but, I'm sure, but... Yeah, but, no, I mean, a little, a little bit uncomfortable, but no, I really mostly just loved it. Yeah? Yeah, wow. just, just great. Just uh, so, what what's that that great feeling? Is it just knowing that you have you're you're making something on your own? Yeah, is it, is it like a, yeah. A mother instinct. Of it is. Yeah, it's just the... nice. Yeah, and I, I knew Emma was a girl, and I knew I was pregnant. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just neat. I mean, I was scared because I was yeah. like, oh, you know, we don't we don't have everything all set up, <laughs> and and I was anxious and. So I ended up spending a lot of time there with my family, which was kind of stressful. It was just, we didn't, you know, we were trying to figure out where we were going to live. And and I was sick, so I couldn't drive, which was frustrating. Yeah. So all kinds of things for me at that time were frustrating and stressful and all that. But the actual pregnancy, yeah. I just loved it. But that's like the logistics of like your exterior life of uh, what to do, where to be, this and that. But... Physically, internally, mentally, just growing a child. Like, it was just... Yeah, I just dandy. loved it. Yeah. Wow, nice. Just that's, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. I hear... Yeah, I mean, I hear different stories where... Yeah. It's very pleasant. And, uh... I don't know. Would you would you think it's something to do with, uh... I guess another life inside of you? Or is it, like, just you reverberating that that uh, mother instinct of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do is, you know, mm. produce my offspring. And, yeah, I really and, did feel that yeah? way. Which yeah. wasn't, I mean... Because, I mean, you guys are biologically structured to yeah, bear yeah. children, so... I really... And I've, you know, I'm not... I, some people, I think, have feel that way just from very early on. Mm-hmm. You know, like even 
even as small children, you know, they're taking care of other children yeah. and they just really feel, and they're so excited and they're excited to have kids. And I always thought we would have kids, yeah. but I, you know, wasn't like my, pl I, I wasn't like thrilled <laughs> like, to like in there. <laughs> get married and have babies. Like that yeah. was, and I, I babysat a little, yeah. but honestly, other people's kids were never mine. You know, I mean, <laughs> I didn't plan on, to, that was not, I didn't get a degree in anything like yeah. early childhood development yeah. or plan to play with other people's children really ever at all. Wow. Yeah. It was, you know, I mean, it was not, I was not the kind of teenager uh, who loved to babysit or. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely, it's pretty prominent. Yeah, you see that in others. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wasn't like, oh, you just had a baby? Here's my card. I want to come <laughs> play with your baby. That was yeah. not my my thing yeah, but then that's, that's we, funny that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i was not particularly interested when you uh children. when you found out you're pregnant <laughs> and uh as emma was developing and you did you so when you found out you were pregnant did you do any homework i was like oh i gotta like oh, read yeah. and do stuff so yeah. but was it like right then and there that you started reading reading on yeah pregnancy and all that yeah pretty mm -hmm. much read, read a lot i i read a lot yeah, yeah. that's good <laughs> yeah. it's it's just so out of, out of what you read, what would, what would you say that you, um, I guess, partook in um, what you read in? Yeah, I've, I read what, a lot parallel? of different, a lot of different stuff. And the stuff that made sense to me was the, the kind of, I don't know, I guess it's more granola and like attachment parenting. Mm. And, and uh, I don't know what that means. What's, that kind of thing. Um, well, granola just means... I don't know, it's like, like hippie, like you're crunchy. And, oh, okay. Oh. Um, I don't know. But attachment parenting is just like, um, I don't know, more hanging out with with babies. To just get familiarized of the baby and, life. and. Yeah, well, and there's kind of, I don't know, they're like the people who, um, like some people advocate like uh, breastfeeding on a schedule. Okay. And, um, you know, sleeping your baby in a certain way so that they develop certain sleep patterns and um attachment parenting is kind of kind of the opposite of that it's more um you know like my my kids sleep with me and they have always um i mean my daughter's seven now and she usually doesn't sleep with me anymore yeah. she's gonna be seven soon um but my son sleeps with me he yeah. doesn't have his own bed he sleeps with my husband and i and so that's kind of an attachment parenting thing um i'm still breastfeeding my mm -hmm. son he'll be two in a week yeah. And I uh, breastfeed on demand. Yeah. And um, I, they sleep when they're sleepy. Yeah, yeah there, I bet there's like so many things that all these books can offer and yeah. say. But I feel like it's one of those things that you can't really know until you actually just experience it. Yeah. Know? and Because I, I it's think all relative to, you know. And I think it's all, I think... Most of it, I mean, there are a few things like, don't do that, it's dangerous. <laughs> but yeah. I think most of it is is just what works for you. Yeah, a learning process. Yeah, like I'm a, sup I'm a super light sleeper. Like there are some people who are like, oh, I could never sleep with my kid. Like I'd roll over on them. And I wake up at least five times, like all the way up mm -hmm. at night. And I always have, like I get out of bed all the time, all night long. And I'm just a super light sleeper. And so that's what works for me. Like having having my kid there. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's hard. I think there like there 
There are all these, like, camps, and they're trying to make it seem like it's some kind of competition. Like, yeah. I'm going to be in this camp, and it's it's better, and I'm a better mom over in this camp, or yeah, I'm a better mom. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. I think people should not judge each other so much. Yeah, well, that's, that's good advice. That's good. Um... I think what works for you is what works for you, yeah. and it doesn't need to be what works for anybody else. Really uh, learning your own biological, I guess, sleep pattern and... Um, intuition to know how to apply with yeah. your child. That's good. Very uh, hippie approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> follow your intuition. Which is not, I mean, that's probably that's probably good advice just, you know, for women that bear children in general. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it's good. And we try to, we try to catch peas. <laughs> so like, um, with both my kids, like we would hold them over the toilet or a bowl or something and make like, and go pssst. <laughs> my pee I bet, yeah it, worked, it works pretty well oh, both nice. of them it worked really well until they were like six months old and then they kind of they don't like it <laughs> but they're like i know i'm gonna do it myself i'm not peeing oh yeah i'm not <laughs> peeing now because you told me to but when the, they, they have that rebellious nature yeah that's yeah, crazy yeah and so but when they're both for both with both my kids um for months when they were smaller and then there were kind of chunks of time, like when we moved uh, about two months ago, and for six, seven weeks before that, Lucian, every morning, would wake up and poop in his little potty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. But ne- Pretty you know, convenient. Yeah, it's nice, but now he's not doing that. Like, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Th- this morning I, I woke him up, and or he woke up, and I, but I got him, and I went and tried to put him on the potty, and he said, no, no, no. And then, I, and then he went and got a diaper and had me put the diaper on. And then he came off in the corner to play with his own toys and have his poop there. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's like, you, you were going to put this diaper on me because I'm going to go poop in it. I don't know why, because he was pooping. The, so I'm, I mean, it's okay. Lucian is quite the character. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he knows. He's very smart. And uh, yeah, it's crazy how he, he, could, he gets what he wants. Um, without being not really verbal at all. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's not a big talker. He's yeah. talking more now. But God, yeah. Emma, um, I don't know. There was a video, um, of her when she was two, mm-hmm. and it was on because that was like five years ago, and so it was on. It was on Facebook, and everybody was sharing because you know how Facebook remembers from five years ago. Yeah. And so it was this video of her being the same age Lucian is now, and she's in the car, and she'd had this knitting needle that she was making little holes in the like the roof of the car with. Yeah. And so I'd taken it away from her, and and uh, my sister's video videoing her, and she's saying, "Mommy, are you going to apostatize to me now, <laughs> or soon? Now or soon?" You go into timeout. You. You go into timeout. You apostatize to me. You hurt my feelings. Wow. <laughs> and so that was Emma. And Lucian says, he says his favorite people's names. He says, uh, Sitter is what he calls his sister Emma. Sister? Oh, wow. And he says, Nana and Tata and Gaga. And he says, Papa and Awa and Wawa for dogs. But most of these, I would say everything he... Like the last two weeks, he's gotten like three or four new new words a day. Yeah. But before that, he said, hmm. Just humming everything? And that's about it. Yeah, he'd yeah. point at things and go, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. He, he only started saying daddy consistently yeah. in the past like two weeks. Wow. 
So, but he, Emma didn't walk until she was 18 months old by herself. She would hold your hand and walk. Yeah. But I remember the day she turned 18 months old, we were in Virginia City at uh, visiting my friend who was in town. And she, there's this beautiful deck and she walked across the deck. Wow, wow. The day she turned, and, and Lucian has been walking for more than a year. Yeah. So 18 months, uh, Emma started walking, and how long have... And Lucian started walking when he was eight or nine months old. Eight or nine months? Wow. But he, I mean, he's never said a sentence. Yeah. You know, I mean, Emma Emma would be like, I would like more cheese, please. <laughs> By the, before She's she was more, two. Yeah, and she signed. Horrible. Even when she was three or four months old, she had all kinds of signs. He signs more and all done. And those are the only signs he would ever learn. But Emma had a sign language name for everyone. Yeah. Before she was six months old, for oh, my wow. mom and my and me and my husband, my dad, my sister. Did you read that? Because I remember uh, hearing someone that read something about teaching children sign language to help them. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did and read that. It's tremendous of how how naturally they utilize it. Yeah, yeah. she did really good. She did. Um, she did all kinds of things: cheese, milk, water. Yeah. Um, and all like all her favorite toys yeah. she had signs for all kinds of things and yeah. Lucian did two signs he did more and all done but he he runs around he plays catch well like he can throw a ball at you yeah into like your like the you know the area yeah. where you'd like to and like over and over yeah. again like he actually plays catch and Emma I remember taking her to her three-year-old the checkup for when she turned three mm -hmm. and there were all these things and there were like 15 things or there were like 20 things on the list and they were like we want your kid to be doing at least 15 of them and i remember the only one that she did, hadn't even tried wouldn't do at all was play catch yeah she didn't even throw things mm. so she's three and i had never been able to convince her to throw something yeah <laughs> <laughs> the doctor was like it's fine she talks so well yeah she does yeah. but it's just interesting because here lucian is not even two yet and he, like, he loves to play catch, and he does it well. Mm -hmm. And Emma, at three, I had never seen her throw anything. <laughs> they're just so, it's, it's they're very so different. different. Yeah. So being a mother, just observing, nourishing, and teaching them, uh, what would you say about, uh, I guess, their natural characteristics that they started developing? Because, I mean, growing up, I'm, I'm a strong believer, I don't know about you, that we're, we're conditioned, you know, we're by the, the beliefs from our parents to our friends and our family, you know, we're conditioned with, to do these customs. And so, I want to know, uh, I guess, do you notice anything, uh, not out of the norm, but like, the differences of like their own uh, characteristics that, they, that just comes out of nowhere, without being conditioned, without showing, without teaching, it just... Because it seems like Lucian, like his, he makes a choice of like not to yeah. speak more than because he, he's a very smart kid and <laughs> looks like he could, he knows like he just that awareness in his eyes. Oh yeah, see. he and he he obviously understands every word that we're saying. Yeah. You know, if we talk about going outside, he's got his socks, he's got his shoes, yeah. he's got his jacket. Yeah. You know, it it's he, it's not that he yeah. doesn't understand or that he has, but yet they're very much. You know, Emma is very different, I think, than, than both my husband and I. You know, I one of my earliest memories, my parents had a, had one of those Radio Shack computers, mm -hmm. one of the very first computers, and I remember I was just so determined to read. I was going to figure out how to read. And I, you know, was, I had not gone to kindergarten. 
Yeah, I was, I don't know how old, two or three, maybe oh, wow. four. I was little. I was determined. And my mom was like, I don't know how to teach you how to read. And I remember <laughs> asking her, like, what, to show me how to do this. And she was like, I don't know, you're little. The symbols, Just, this yeah, means something. Yeah, I was like. That's crazy. Show me. I, was I wish so, I had that mentality when I was eight years Yeah, age. I was That's so cute. determined. And, you know, I would sit and my dad would read to me for hours and I would just sit there and he would go like this and I would follow along and I, I, and those are a lot of my, my earliest memories from child. I was, you know, I was going to figure it out and it was a lot of sitting and there's a picture of me at this Radio Shack computer typing in the letters. Wow, in nice. a book. You know, I mean, I can't read. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm finding the letters on the keyboard. Yeah, the and my mom showed me what the space was. And, you know, I'm putting those letters in because I was just so determined to figure it out. And Emma is going to be seven. And if I bribe her and say, you know, you can't have Kindle and you can't do this and you can't do... She'll read with me for 15 minutes a day. And she's starting to get it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... I was reading novels yeah. by then. And she never wanted to sit. She has never wanted to sit and listen to us read. Like, that has never... <laughs> no. Like, I mean, she... That's just not in her interest to want to pursue... I mean, she's fine. She's going to figure out how to learn to read. Yeah. She's well within oh, yeah. all the normal... Yeah. Stuff. She's very she smart. better vocabulary than some she, of my friends. Oh, yeah. She yeah. speaks very... But she does not want to sit mm-hmm. and do those kinds of things. You know, I did a lot... I did a lot of coloring in the lines. And, you, I mean, you know Mike. <laughs> you know, yeah. Mike does a lot of sitting and things like reading. And, you know, he's very focused and mellow. And that is just not Emma at all. No. You know, it's just not. I mean, I, I, I know I see a lot of us in her. And yeah. I know that the things that we do mm-hmm. do affect how she is as a person. Yeah. But so much of what, she, you know, she just is herself. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's moving around and she's kinesthetic and I'm, I'm the farthest thing from a kinesthetic <laughs> learner that anyone has ever seen. And well, yeah. she's just there. And Lucian's very different than her. Like Lucian, when we do school with her, Lucian comes over and he's got his coloring book and he's going to sit there and he's going to write stuff too. And, you know, mm. I took Emma to, um, when she was two to three. I would take her to some of the homeschool groups and like classes at the library. And she was always that kid that parents are rolling their eyes at because they're like running around in a circle mm, oh, yeah. off in the corner, <laughs> not paying any attention. Mm. And so Lucian is, is, is not, I mean, it's interesting. Cause Emma's Lucian is very outgoing. Yeah. yeah well, and she, she just doesn't sit still. She yeah. still doesn't want to sit still. Yeah. She, unless she's playing Minecraft. <laughs> yes. It uh, takes up anybody's attention. Yeah. Then she'll sit still. Uh, that's good. Wow. But, and it's, Lucian's not, you know, Lucian wants to color and sit and read. He'll bring books and have us read them to him. And <laughs> Emma, did, like, Emma didn't bring us a book. And I mean, she's still, if, so I read her Harry Potter and she, you know, and she was interested. She got to the point where I said, you know, with, with that series where I said, you know, do you want me to read? And she'd say yes. But that's like the first time. Yeah. In her life, just in the last like six, eight months, that she's b- said like, "Yes, I want you to read to me." Oh wow, that's. Which and I mean, my my husband and I read all the time. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a combination. Yeah. Like some, they have their own interests from the very beginning. That's crazy. And to and there's only so much influence I think that yeah? parents can have over what they want to do. Would you say more so now than I guess I don't know back in the fifties. I don't know. If we were to, that, that big generation gap, you know? Just... Yeah, I think 
I think culture is a lot different it is. for them than it was for us. You know, Lucian loves 21 Pilots. And I hadn't, I mean, I'd heard a couple of their songs, yeah. but I didn't know the name of the band. Like, I didn't know. I'm not super into music. Mm. I didn't know who 21 Pilots were. And uh, Lucian on YouTube on my phone found, found a 21 Pilots song. Yeah. And he, yeah, it's the one, um, this the stressed toddler. out, yeah. the stressed out one. Yeah. And he found that and he watches all of their songs. He likes that one. And he likes, uh, the one where the radio, the, the radio in his car got stolen. Mm, yeah. Anyway. And he listens to those over and over and over again. And my husband and I were talking about, he said, do you remember like the first CD that you bought and the first time that you came home and listened to like your music instead of your parents' music? I said, yeah, I do remember that. And he said, me too. <laughs> And, you know, my, my two-year-old had that moment six months ago on my phone. <laughs> two-year-old, yeah. When he was not even two yet. Wow. He's going to be two. So, you know. I so think I was like 12, maybe. Do you remember, you know, coming yeah. home and having your music? Yeah. So you weren't listening to your big sister's music yeah. or your mom's music. Your you self-discovery. Your music. Yeah. You picked that music. And they they do that already on a daily basis. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think in the 50s, it was even more because, you know, I think a lot of people kind of had it was more of a shared experience for that generation. You know, they would go out and and they would hear a song for the first time on the radio. And like my mom talks about where she was the first time she heard such. An, and then she'll say to her sister, do you remember where you were? Mm. And they do, you know, and, it, yeah. and I think that's happening less and less. Yeah. I, well, I'm homeschooling my kids, mm -hmm. so that's another thing. But I, you know, I wonder kind of how that's gonna, because I remember shared experiences that we had, you know, like, where were you on 9-11? Yeah. And, you know, I think, and things like that. And I think that's getting less and less. Because yeah. they just have their own, th you know, you can go your whole life and not listen to the same, maybe not quite, but not listen to the same music yeah. as there's just oh, yeah. so much. You can have your whole I'm own. still like discovering like stuff I was not exposed to and it's just like fresh new material. Like, why was I not exposed to this earlier? Yeah. And so yeah, I see that like nowadays, I guess it's more easier to be more exposed to uh, a variety of things. Yeah, like, and I think I guess, there's getting to be less and less overlap. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody down the street may not be listening to anything that you're listening to. Would you say, that's, would you say to. that's pretty healthy? Is that a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I do. I do think it's a good thing. I think I wonder about sort of the implications for like democracy and finding mm -hmm. common ground and things like cooperation and and that kind of thing, you know. If All you, the norms that are already established, yeah. I yeah. Give you some, I guess, some sort of infringement upon that. Well, just, just how are they? How are those norms? Because you know, I know, I, my parents are a little weird, <laughs> which is fine. I love everybody's you. parents are. Oh yeah, I love you know yeah. I love my family. Obviously, I'm mean, gonna throw my family. <laughs> but I went to school. Um. Maybe not, and not not all of them. You know, I said please and thank you, but a lot of the social norms I learned in school. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so too. Me too. And yeah, I mean, just because a you prayer. Know. Did you say a prayer? I remember doing a prayer. Yeah, and the yeah. pledge of allegiance, yeah. and you know, things like holding the door open for people, and just all kinds of standing in line, and you know, we went to my daughter's music class today, and you know, it's it's no big deal. There there was a line, and you know. 
everybody's going to go into the classroom. So your spot in the line doesn't really matter because it's just a line waiting to go into the classroom where she's going to sing. Yeah. But uh, she saw her friend who was maybe a quarter down the way. So close to the beginning of the line. And we got there toward the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just walked right over and sat down with her friend, <laughs> you know, so she, <laughs> which is something I would, ne- you know, yeah. I, mean, I remember in school, the order that you stood in line was just so, you know, you did not cut in line and you went and stood in your line. And if it was alphabetical order, you found those people yeah. and you, yeah, you stood in line <laughs> where you were supposed well, to be yeah. in line. You know, it was a big deal. You yeah. didn't, the line wasn't just a random thing that you got to go in wherever you wanted. Yeah. And you, She's never been to school. You know, she. <laughs> wow, that's a good. And we and we yeah. th- so afterwards we you know we said you know, this line didn't matter so much and no one seemed annoyed. Yeah. But we there are a lot of lines where you, you don't get, you, you don't get to pick your spot <laughs> yeah. in the line like you have to go to the end or you have to go to the right spot. Yeah. And she was like, oh. But she okay. had no concept of that yeah. because she was not exposed to that at school. That's I mean yeah. we do it like a little bit at the grocery store mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, but wow. not. And, and so she was like, oh, yeah, I was like, that's called cutting in line and it can make people really, really mad at you. Yeah. And she's Dang, like, I oh. love that how you said that, because that's like a, the perfect example of uh, unconsciously being conditioned of a custom uh, of which I guess we kind of assume what's civilized in society. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a wrong thing that she did not know. She was not exposed to it. So like, she's going to go to next to her friend. Yeah. And so oh, that's awesome. That's pretty, I guess, a neat thing to uh, be aware of. Yeah. And see the difference. That's so cool. Yeah. And so I, I think about that a lot because my kids aren't in school. But also I think just, and you know, TV, I remember when I would go to school, we would talk about the TV that we watched. You know, we were all watching the yeah. same TV. So on Wednesday, there was something we all watched on Tuesday and we would talk about something it. Something share. Yeah. And now, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't watch any, even me. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of old, not terribly old, but kind of old. I don't I watch don't, any TV. No, I don't, watch, I don't watch anything. I can't even get into Netflix. Like so many people are into Netflix <laughs> and binge watching. And like, I read books. I mean, yeah, I've seen some episodes like really like drew me in to want to binge watch. But other than that, no, I don't use me, my TV at all. <laughs> no, I watch, I watch a little bit of TV. I, I eat breakfast really early in the morning. And I watch like 15 minutes while I eat because nobody else is awake. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, yeah, I don't want, and I don't watch anything that is like broadcast at a certain time. Yeah. And uh, my, my father-in-law, my, my kid's grandpa, he, um, you know, he watches some things at the same time every day. And, um, and my daughter is like so perplexed. Like we finally started to get her used to, she's, she's like, well, but why can't he pause it and come do this with me? And we're like, no, 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 it only comes on at this time. And she's like, what do you mean? We're like, it's it's broadcast. And it there's, only there's no comes. Pausing. Yeah, and it only comes at this time. It's not it's not on the internet anywhere. It's just it just is broadcast wow. at that one time. And she's like and then to, and and it took her like she I think she's starting to get it now. But and she was also like, Why are we watching this? Like with it like for a commercial? She'd be like, Tata. Why are, do you like the commercial? And he's <laughs> like, hilarious. no, I don't, I don't like the commercial. And she's like, no. She, she's like, are you going to buy that mop? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm well, not going to buy the mop. And she's like, why are you watching about the mop? And he's like, it's just on. And she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> she's like, I only watch what I want to watch. Why are you watching about this mop that You're you don't want? You're time with this mop. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Can you, why are you <laughs> fast forwarding? Or, you know, pick a different video or... Wow, that's hilarious. Wow. 
And so I, you know, I wonder, I think about those kind of things, like water, I think it's going to be harder and harder to kind of find that, yeah. that common ground with people. Like, you know, if you go and you want to, you know, participate in something in your community, you know, you want to go and, I don't know. Um, I like, there's a thing called participatory budgeting where mm-hmm. um, the community gets together and decides how the tax money is going to be spent. And they're do they do it a little in Phoenix. Um, not very much. Like there's a couple of uh, schools doing it, and they talk okay. about it at, at ASU. But anyway, like I've I've read some about that, and I think it would be really cool to try and get people involved in that. And and uh, we have a farm, so I'm I'm involved in a in starting up a farmers cooperative with with a bunch of other farmers. Oh, and, very nice. Yeah, and nice so there are these it. kind of, and I. And you know, sometimes it's hot. We're, we're sitting there and we're talking and we're trying to, to to come up with these, you know, these group decisions. And it's hard. Like, what's the name going to be? Oh my God, we talked so long about the name. And I don't know if it's just my age. I don't care about the name. <laughs> I think it doesn't matter at all. And it was interesting. An older gentleman said, um, "Think of McDonald's. If it wasn't named McDonald's, then it wouldn't be a success. If it was named something else, no one would go to McDonald's." And I think that couldn't be farther from the truth. I think McDonald's could be named shit on a shingle. <laughs> And serve the exact same food, and everyone would still go buy it. Yeah. So I don't think the name matters at all, and I don't know if that's my age. Do you? How much do you think? I mean, I think it matters some. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a big, huge factor because now, man, just with social media and trying to stand out, uh, not only with the name, but like how it looks. Like this, like they these big franchise companies now like go to like psychoanalysts is like, oh, what's more captivating for the human brain to just get mesmerized in? And so I think it does matter, but if it's a really good enough company that serves uh, the convenience of people, because that's what people love more, yeah. is the convenience. Like, oh, are you going to give me what I want right here, right now? And then go, and go on with your day. Um, I think that's probably a little bit more of a bigger factor than well, the name. Yeah, because and and I, I think, especially, you know, just 20 people in a room trying to pick a name. One name is just as good as another name because you don't have the data and all the information that you need to pick that perfect name yeah. at that moment yeah. in that room. And most of the good ones are already taken. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I agree that like you can come up with Mark, but the truth is that that name isn't often what they use in marketing anyway. Yeah. You know, like the name that you first register your thing as isn't necessary. You can... You can yeah. Get a, a doing business as name anytime you want, mm-hmm. and then that's the name. If if you can, if you become successful enough to do all that marketing, yeah. then someone's just gonna say your name's stupid. Use this name, yeah, and then you're gonna just go use that. So, yeah, that's like something. Just it's easily not manipulative, but more you could change it. You know, what's yeah. more important is the foundation of. Yeah, what and so you know, I'm going. Oh, yeah. this. You know, I'm I'm just. Like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I want to get to like the good stuff. Yeah. But you know, this was so important to a lot of the people in the room, and so so I'm trying to do. You know, I want to work with people cooperatively, and I really think that, like, a group of people can come up with something way better than just what the individual can come up with. Provide a whole bunch of different perspectives. Yeah, <laughs> but then I go. You know, then going and trying to to do that. Yeah. And trying to find common ground with with the you know, trying even just to you know a reference that people understand or anything like that. Like yeah. I said, I thought it should be place based, and I suggested like Sonoran, Sonora Desert, something something like that. Yeah. And um, some of these people didn't know that we were in the Sonoran Desert. What they were like, no, Sonora just makes me think of Mexico, and I don't <sighs> want my stuff associated with me. Like just oh so my gosh, this... and that is not what I think of at all. <laughs> Like, that's crazy. That's 
two different perspectives right there. Very and different perspectives. One educated, one not educated. And it, <laughs> like, it's crazy. And so I, I wonder, or I feel like maybe, you know, it's going to get even harder and harder and harder to find that common ground yeah. as we have sort of less continuity in things like public schools yeah. and the media and because we're just picking and choosing. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't, know that it's bad i think it's i think it's good mostly yeah. i just think that it might i think that that is maybe one of the the less desirable side effects is is you just see that person on the street and you can't say so did you see gray's anatomy last night because you know what do you how do you connect with it i think it's yeah. harder i think it's harder to find wow, that yeah you know, dig a lot deeper yeah I think, um, I think and this is like harder. kind of what our, our children yeah. Teaching us just by what they're exposed to and how they're developing and, mm -hmm. and uh, seeing their, uh, I guess, differences of why you can't fast forward past um, the infomercials that you don't want to buy them up from. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think it's, I think things are changing faster and faster. And I think, so I think even, even just kids that are my daughter's same age, you know, I, they're not watching the same videos, they're not listening to the same music, they're not reading the same things. And then I think when you start to go intergenerationally like that, it's it's even bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they just had, they just, <laughs> so much. You know, talking about it's telephones. A good thing. It's kind of inevitable. I think it has to be yeah. a good thing, yeah. Um, you know, he was talking about the president and, uh, presidents. And so, I can't remember which president. I think maybe it was Rutherford B. Hayes was the president when uh, Alexander Graham Bell installed the first telephone in the White House. Mm, okay. And so we're talking about this, and so I tell my daughter to, you know, draw a picture of... So she writes a sentence, and that's what she, that's the sentence she chose. So I tell her a bunch of information about the president, and she picks her own sentence, and we write the sentence, and then she draws a picture. So, you know, we, we talk about the, the telephone, and, and um, supposedly the first thing he said was, uh, can you speak louder, please? <laughs> the, the first thing Rutherford B. Hayes says into the telephone is, can you speak louder, please? And, you know, so we're talking about all this and she's drawing them and she's drawing this smartphone, you know, with the screen and, wow. and all them were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it has to be an older phone. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, like this and the cords connected and she's like, what the frick is a cord? <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? And so then I'm like, you know, we haven't always had cell phones. Yeah. I said, when I was your age, we didn't have a cell phone. She's like, what? <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. And so you lied to me. Was yeah. <laughs> I think it's just changing faster and faster. Because you know the crazy. phone, the phone that I had when I was a young kid was pretty much the same as the phone my mom had when mm. she was a young kid. Yeah, I do remember a cord connected to my phone. And my mother yelling out, "You better get off the phone!" <laughs> yeah, I remember being convinced that my sister was listening. Here, I could hear a click, and my yeah. sister's listening in on my on oh, my yeah. phone conversation. <laughs> and Emma's like, "What?" What? That doesn't even... That's blasphemy. That's, yeah, that's that not makes exist. no sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess children... I mean, that's another way of how our children could teach us a lot of where we started and where we're going. Yeah. Um, so, um... Oh, man. We went so far into just <laughs> cultural continuity and just, just off of children. I love that. It's good stuff. But, okay. Back to... Uh, and to, uh, I guess, nurturing your children. Mm -hmm. um, did, you ever, did you have any, like, crazy, um, I guess, cravings? Hmm. 
I remember hearing one crazy story of this woman. She likes to suck rocks. She didn't eat them. She didn't swallow them. But she just she got the rocks outside and she she sucked on them. And she like for the salt or the iron or some something. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh yeah. And I guess I guess you have crazy cravings uh, when you, you are pregnant. Do you do you remember any? I. I remember, not that I necessarily ate weird things, but I do remember really wanting to eat, like, something specific. Yeah. And being just, like, really hungry. Yeah. And kind of more focused on food. Yeah. Maybe. And like I said, not necessarily something that I don't normally eat, but, like, I want a quesadilla. And, like, nothing, the only thing that is going to work is a quesadilla. No, I don't want that apple. Like classic quesadilla. Yeah, it has to be just, just, just like this. Not necessarily weird stuff, but definitely like that specific thing. You know what? You, yeah. yeah. You know like what you I'm want gonna to. eat a banana now. No, I don't. Yeah. We don't have bananas. You go to the store. <laughs> I want <laughs> I a banana. I'm going right to the now. store. We're getting we're getting a banana. No, the apple is not good enough. I want a banana? Yeah. Not necessarily weird stuff, but yeah. definitely like specific, like picky. Maybe not quite pickier. You, yeah. Than usual, because I think I ate kind of the same like a kind of the normal wide variety of, it was just like when I wanted that one thing yeah, nothing yeah. else was going to do it yeah oh okay that's that's uh, something I haven't heard <laughs> uh, but pretty not, I guess uncommon yeah. yeah so did you so your diet didn't really change while you were pregnant it just the things that you wanted you, you had to get yeah but, or, or, or other than that like no nothing too crazy don't think, the, with with my first kid with my with emma with my daughter but um with lucian i got uh i got all these allergies yeah. horrible allergies mm. i had a rash it was awful wow the nice. whole time <laughs> that wasn't fun no no that no. was the ugh. i still liked being pregnant <laughs> god i had the awful rash yeah i had i you know i stopped using shampoo and soap it got it got that irritated. Yeah. yeah. My I mean my I had a rash over my entire body for months. Yeah. Was it yeah. like a, like itchy? Yeah, it itched. It oh itched. man, that's the so, worst. It itched so much. It itched so bad. And it was because of being pregnant, like or. Yeah. The um. They say it happens more with a boy with boys than with girls, and I don't know. I tried to read more about it and tried to understand, and I don't know if I understand it right, but because there's also like if you have. If you have a negative blood type and your baby has a positive blood type, mm -hmm. then your immune system can can, can get mad at your at your baby kind of not and it doesn't see the fetus it, like it sees the fetus as, as like a, an invading oh, organism okay, yeah. and that can, and they, you know, now they can give you medicine and I have a positive blood type so it didn't matter but so it wasn't like that but I think it's sort of a tiny bit like that like and it's more likely to happen when you have a boy because of that baby's more different than you yeah. And so just something about that kind of puts your nervous system, okay, your immune system on high alert. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. so then like things that maybe you weren't allergic to before your immune system's like, hey, hey, there's this weird thing growing inside me. <laughs> and no, that shampoo, no, we're, we're, we're not going to put up with it. It's not working out. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. And so, and I'd had some food allergy issues before that. But it wasn't, it wasn't a rash. It was like my, my stomach would hurt. Okay. And so I did go to the doctor and I figured out, you know, some, so I changed my diet some and, and it had gotten a lot better. And, it, and that got a lot worse with my mm. son too. And I also started getting itchy when I would eat foods that I was allergic to, which I hadn't done before. I'd just get like an upset stomach. Okay. And I'm still, he's, he's going to be two and I have, it's not gone away. <laughs> All the way. I mean, it's much better. 
he gave you something to remember <laughs> about yeah, 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 it is much better. But if I, I like if I went if I just you know went and bought some body wash and shampoo and used normal laundry detergent and ate a bunch of tomatoes, I'd have a horrible rash. Wow. Yeah, they they say uh, I mean diet is a big thing you got to watch out for when you're pregnant. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. you have heartburn with uh, Lucian being a boy? Or, not being a boy, I hear a lot of hair mm. is um, heartburn. <laughs> when you have heartburn? Yeah. Huh? I didn't have much heartburn. No? Mm-mm. Mm. No. That's yeah. Lucian. <laughs> probably pick him up right now. He'll open the door. He'll come and find somebody. Yeah. That's another weird difference between... Emma does not get out of bed when she... She just has started doing it now. Yeah. Like, when she wakes up, she just lays there. Crying, mom, mom. And really? This has always bothered me. Say, like, why don't you just get up, yeah. woman? <laughs> yeah, just get up. I'm out here. Come find me. And I have been saying that almost every day to her, you know, since she could walk. But now since she's she could ready. get out of bed. <laughs> and now, sometimes she does it. She still often hollows, hollers for me. Mm-hmm. And I just ignore her. <laughs> but I, you know, but I'm like, Shout out to that motherly love, comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, every morning. And Lucian has been climbing out of bed to find me the moment he, you know, he comes and finds, doesn't have to be me, whoever, mm-hmm. he has always gotten out of bed to find someone. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he made a little noise when he woke up just now, but I'm totally confident that he's just going to get out of bed and go find somebody to talk to. Yeah. And hang out with. He takes initiative. Yeah. And Emma yeah. just, mommy, mommy. <laughs> and especially when she was littler. She, she only wanted me. She just lay there screaming for me. And she just, scre- until, she, until, Someone brought her to me, or until I came to her, she, you know, no one else would do. She just wanted me. And oh, does it make you feel special? It did kind of make me feel special. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, wow. it was good. It's just interesting how different they are. Cause Lucian falls asleep on anybody, and yeah, he's a boy. <laughs> yeah, just fine with whoever. Well, can you tell me about? Um... Your birthing experience? I hear crazy stories about I, your birthing experience. I like it. You, like you loved it? You liked it? I love it. I hear it's crucial. It's <laughs> the most mentally, physically exhausting. And oh, it's, yeah. It's, oh, man. And I can't... I remember... I, I mean, the only thing I could like reference it from is like when I was in uh, the Marine Corps, I had a really tough um, course of just basically being drowned in water. And it was so mentally tough. Like, uh, that's all I could think of. of like so yeah so t- tell me how, how was it was it easy was it like not easy you have a crazy psychedelic experience <laughs> sort of oh yeah oh i don't know it's i think it's hard to it's hard to describe what <sighs> hmm so With... I, I learned that the contractions like your body's naturally uh, preparing for this baby to exit. Oh, yeah. So I never knew, like, oh, I've always heard, okay, what the heck are contractions? Contractions, I just thought stuff got ripped open and the baby comes out. But no, <laughs> so, like, your, like, your body's, like, physically being modified to, oh, like, yeah. stretch open and yeah. oh, have yeah. this baby pass through you. Oh. And uh, the contractions, I guess, gets worse and worse as yeah. the baby yeah. gets closer I mean, and closer. It, open, it opens everything up. <laughs> yeah. Your uterus just pulls everything. Yeah. It has to be a crazy experience. It is, yeah. It's it's different. It's weird. And I don't know. I I don't think that... I didn't think that part was painful. That's no? That's not how I would wow. describe the contractions part. Okay. Um, I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And intense. But 
I didn't think. And that's too difficult. <laughs> no, it was hard. It was. was it hard. is hard. Okay. It is hard. But it's hard. Like I don't know. Like running a marathon. I haven't run a marathon, but I used to run. I ran cross country. So you know, I oh. run 15, 20 miles. Oh wow, nice. Um, like running really far, or going on a really long hike. You know, and yeah. I always, I always loved doing those things. Okay. Um, it's not easy though. No, it's not easy, but it's bearable. Yeah, yeah, and not. Not unpleasant, you know. I mean, like I like climbing a mountain. You know, you get to the top of the mountain, and that's great. Yeah. You know, life was more like that, like kind of like that for me. Like I, you know, I mean, I knew that that I would get there. I did, I was both of my pregnancies. I take I did feel really angry at my medical practitioners. Yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah. like they were in my way. They wouldn't oh, let me wow. do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my other. Um podcast uh birth experience um interview yeah she was telling me that yeah she got really mad at the doctor he's just like he's a goddamn asshole and he wasn't very considerate i felt same with you he wasn't very was he or she i had well i had so my doctor well so i started out with a home birth midwife Mm, okay but i a home birth midwife that's what i wanted to do but um i kept having seizures Mm. And, uh, so I let my neurologist, so, so my midwife recommended one person, one obstetrician and my uh, neurologist recommended another obstetrician. And, um, the one that my neurologist recommended was on my insurance. And so I ended up going to, going to that one. And I never, I never really liked him all that much. Um, I remember my first appointment, he told me that I, uh, you know, that I was negligent and I hadn't had all the tests done because I'd been with a midwife and I just didn't, he, he was rude. <laughs> I never really liked him, but you know, he had a lot of experience with high risk pregnancies and that. So, you know, I, st- I stayed going to that doctor and I remember, you know, my mom was very concerned and she thought I should go with, you know, the one with all the high risk experience and, and uh, that I, I think if, it was me now, I would have just been like, no, you're an asshole <laughs> and I'm having nothing more to do with you. But I didn't know what I was doing, you know, so I went and I didn't like him. I would didn't you say like it was uh, um, by his persona or your intuition or just uh, his his demeanor? Like, what Just was the whole thing. The you whole know, he thing? was condescending. He didn't seem to believe that there was any chance that I knew anything about, mm. um, you know about pregnancy and my birth plan was unrealistic and mm. he didn't really care about my birth plan and you know who even needs a birth plan and I didn't feel like he listened to what I had to Not say to get into consideration no and oh, he wow. um you know my neural th- that so a lot of the medicines that stop seizures um can cause birth defects mm. and they definitely um affect the baby in a variety of ways. They get into your breast milk, you know, they're, they're rough, they're yeah. rough drugs and they're so unpleasant. I was, before I got pregnant, I was on uh, phenobarbital for a while and it was, it was just awful. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. That's a ridiculously awful drug yeah. to have to take. It was just awful. And I essentially said, my doctors were so mad. I essentially said, I'd rather have seizures and I stopped, <laughs> I stopped taking it. This was before I was pregnant. But you know, I, 
I stopped. I decided I'd been considering stopping, but I decided I was. And you shouldn't. You're not supposed to go off these drugs on your own either. You're supposed to taper off of them. You know, with your doctor's like guidance. They're kind of addictive, and there's all kinds of issues. Oh wow! And I I just stopped taking it. Dang! Sounds like a whole other podcast we could. Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah! (laughs) Yeah, you know me. I love to talk about the neurology functions of the brain. Yeah, my Um, I my my neurologist wrote all these horrible things in my chart about me. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. I had I tried to see a midwife here, and I sent my medical records over, and she was, like, scared of me after that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, she was like, no, someone was supposed to have called you. No, we, we, we're not, no, we're not seeing you. I'm sorry, you have to leave. You have to leave now. And <laughs> it's all those novels you're reading when you were two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my own, and anyway, they had said, like, all, they had said things in my chart that I think, I think it was a little overblown. But in, yeah. I did, I did stop taking this medication. But I, I woke up. I, w- I was awoken. By the professor of the class after my class in, like, this huge puddle of drool on my notebook in the very front row because I've been trying so hard to stay awake in this class. That's when I decided to stop taking the phenobarbital. So, anyway, I'm accidentally pregnant. Okay. (laughs) I'm refusing to take my medication. Okay. Well, I mean, mean, yeah, knowing that it's going to have birth effects. Right, right. It's proper that you want a healthy child. Yeah. I I did finally, um, in the third trimester, I did finally agree to start taking Okay. Taking the medication again because you know there's there's a lot less chance of, of okay. birth defects once you get that far along. Mm-hmm. So when I was I was like seven months pregnant when I started taking the medication again, and so anyway, you know the, this OB is is mad at me. So maybe okay. I maybe it's not all him. It might be a little <laughs> bit me too. You know, I'm not yeah. maybe I'm not the best patient, <laughs> but anyway, he was rude, and you know I didn't like it. But I I saw him anyway, and then he didn't. He's not the one who ended up actually being there for the birth. I ended, I got induced because I I got dehydrated. Oh, Drink yeah? lots of water, people. Yeah, yeah my amniotic fluid was low. Um, my, uh, my my sister said that she uh, uh, she heard her water break instead of like actually feeling something. Like wow. like I asked her like, "What? You heard it?" She's like, "Yeah, I actually heard a pop." And then you know she started uh, the water broke and you know her pants got all wet. I'm like, but you didn't feel anything. She's like, "No, I didn't feel anything." I'm like, oh, how could you not feel something breaking inside you? That's that's crazy. Maybe it's, her her attention was elsewhere. No, the feel the the feeling is is different. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I you know you have you have drugs in your naturally released you know drugs yeah, that your body yeah, makes. Yeah, that your kinda, body knows what to do to kind of numb yeah. stuff. And oh wow, numb stuff. And and also just I don't know that whole kind of area. But like kind of your maybe not your belly, but sort of and definitely like down. Like around your vagina and up in there. There's, it, it's not, you don't have, at least when you're pregnant, and maybe not ever. I mean, because, I don't know, I don't get, nothing's (laughs) happening in there now. So I don't don't know if it's only when you're pregnant, but it's not quite the same sensation of, of touch on like your skin and and that kind of thing. It's more. It's not as sensitive? It's different. Because your muscles, like, pull, yeah. you know, up and out yeah. and around. There's a whole bunch of changes that need to occur. Yeah, yeah. and that, you, it's not that you can't feel that. Yeah. It's just, it's not, I don't know, it's not the same. It's just not the same? Yeah, it's not the same uh, for me. Like, it's, like I have heard people to describe, like, their contractions and that kind of thing as sharp pain. Mm-hmm. And contractions never felt that way for me. No? No, no, not sharp pain not sharp but mm. and uh would it be like any type of pain a dull pain <laughs> maybe kind of a dull pain but i, I really like to do yoga and i'm mm. 
Oh, that probably helps you out a lot. Yeah, Your body's yeah. enlightened and stretched, and so it's yeah, and I naturally. I really like to stretch. I'm I'm on I'm on the too flexible side. Even if mm. so, I'm really flexible, but I'm not very strong. And so when I do yoga, there's a lot of spots that I can't stretch the way I want to. Mm, and okay. I always really like that. I think they talk about like an edge. You know, you if you stretch too far because you don't want to go kind of over the edge into pain. Yeah. Because that's not good for you. Um, I've been stretching the wrong way. <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't hurt. Stretching shouldn't hurt. And so, you know, I, I spend a lot of time now, and I'm a yoga teacher, and I've, I've been doing yoga for a lot of years, but, you know, when I just started, I spent a lot of time trying to find teachers who could help me stretch these places, because okay. I'm so flexible yeah. that I'm like, I can't even figure out how to stretch <laughs> this, you know, I'm twisting all around, I'm like, I don't feel a stretch, I want to stretch here. And to me, like, that's kind of what the contractions feel. It's like actually oh, getting wow. a good stretch into a place where I can't normally get it. Okay, wow. And it's well, like, you being naturally so flexible, I guess that's, well, <laughs> now we know those women that are having horrible contractions and <laughs> not stretching or doing any yoga. Yeah, maybe. Or at least but that's probably a, um, yeah. something to, to consider. Probably a, probably a fact, because I know, you know, I mean, I've, I've pulled muscles and that hurts. Yeah. And I know that kind of that, that stretch feeling that I like is sort of the very beginning of, like, if you push that really far, yeah. you'd end up pulling a muscle. Okay. And, you know, and that's not good for you. But, and sometimes, like, sometimes it's a little, like, the contractions, it's a little too far. You know, it's, you know, I'm breathing and yeah. trying, and so it's a little further maybe than I'm, than I'm comfortable with. And it's weird because you don't have conscious control. You know, when you're stretching in yoga, you're yeah. consciously saying, okay, I'm going to keep stretching. Yeah. And it's not like that. Your wow. body's just that's, just doing it, and you just are going with it. That's crazy. Yeah, it naturally knows what to do. Kind of like a Thai massage. Yeah. Where, but you can't talk to the <laughs> to the you know, No one, no one's listening to you. If you're like, stop. That's too much. You gotta kind of go no through with there. it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So how uh, how was it mentally uh, just birthing your children and. I, it was really good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was mad at that. It sounds I had, like you're like in some little nirvana state of mind. Of yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. blissfully burying children. Like, oh, here's well, And I remember <laughs> a lot of people, especially my, I remember a conversation with my dentist, but a lot of people said, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're never going to be the same. And, and I remember a conversation with my dentist, because I went to my dentist before and then yeah. shortly after my pregnancy. Yeah. So we had kind of like a before and after Oh, wow, conversation nice. yeah and i remember him saying you know it's, it's it's you can't even imagine it you know your life is just you're just fundamentally changed and you know he's he was this is a man yeah so talking about becoming a father not which i mean and he still said he said you know fundamentally changed and i that's how i felt too. i don't even know i don't even know how to tell you <laughs> like there's you just become a parent and you're it's just different so physically and mentally, you're fundamentally changed. Oh yeah. After you birth a child. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that change, um, I'm, I'm, of course, is for the better. It's good. You have an offspring to raise and condition, but um, uh, I don't know. Would you say that's? I don't know. You get a good dose of wisdom, natural, in, like intuition, wisdom. Like, what's? How could you? Almost pinpoint that change, that fundamentally change. So this guy that you're uh, you're talking to, yeah, uh, it was a guy. So that's kind of makes me interested because he didn't right. birth, yeah. But I'm sure he, uh, he's talking about the experience with his wife, or, yeah, or, you know, yeah, his and how different children. he felt, how yeah, he felt like yeah, his so perspective was really changed. Uh, too, just he's just like, 
Du kan altså... This underlayer, this underlayer of just like this invisible energy connection, just... I don't know, just... Yeah, how to, how to describe more, that. more pronounced with your children being born, or just... Yeah, I think that I think that's part of it. I think, I think there's. Would you say your intuition's stronger? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I didn't ever give much. Um, I mean, I I had been I had started doing yoga. I'd mm-hmm. I'd been you know I'd been doing some meditation when I was, like when I was in high school. You know, I was definitely an atheist, and you know there is no God, and yeah. it's all bunk, and what does it matter? And, mm-hmm. And I'd already, I'd started doing yoga and, you know, I'd, I'd, I actually, um, probably not a very good Catholic, but I, I did, uh, I became a Catholic with my husband before okay. we got married. Yeah. I mean, he was already a Catholic, but I, yeah. I went through, I got baptized. I hadn't even been baptized. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Gone through the motions. Yeah. yeah and all that. And it was nice. You know, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. We went mm-hmm. to a Newman Center, which is the places that the churches they have at college campuses. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. It was fun. So, you know, I'd been, I was more open than I had been when I was younger, but still not very, you know, I wouldn't say, well, not very I don't convinced specific I, ways. Of yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd, cause I, like I said, I'd been doing some meditation and that kind of thing, but more, I started doing yoga cause I got headaches and mm-hmm. yoga made the headaches go away. Nice, nice. And so it took me years to even really get to that level care about any anything else oh okay now for me it was about making my headaches go away yeah. and when i went to that yoga class my headache went away and you know slowly eventually my yoga teacher convinced me to come do some meditation stuff and so got to be more um more about like i don't know connecting with i call god i don't think it matters what Higher you call power, it yeah. yeah but yeah. i i like i feel like when i meditate i like i I don't know, like I said, it doesn't matter what you call it, but I see what it, like, I feel a connection with that. Yeah. And I, so, I I can see how people can say they don't believe in God, because God is a weird word. Yeah. But, like, I have no doubt now yeah. that... I'm a, yeah, I'm a strong believer. It's a, People have a, a preconceived notion of what God is supposed to be, God, how it sounds like, looks like, and everything. And so it's a preconceived notion that's really... Um, need some, I guess, self-reflecting of what we were first exposed to, of what God is supposed to be. And yeah. so now I think, especially in the New Age esoteric community there, um, you got to mess around with terminology. I think yeah. you know, religion is terminology, and I think meditation and yoga really helps be flexible with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and really reach that higher power. And so I'm totally on the same level as yeah. you. It's, people got to, I guess use or learn their words right yeah to express those things yeah, yeah. but I, I do i did you know i do think that one of the th- I, I found that i find that connection easier yeah. since like since oh I this got is pregnant. what they probably think god is this, yeah. This, yeah i can i feel like that's easier yeah. to find you know yeah like as as, like, as younger just yeah i just wasn't interested at all mm-hmm. and just didn't just what does it even matter yeah. and i don't even care and i yeah, I feel like that's. I don't. It's just a lot easier to find that, and I feel. I feel like it's important. Yeah. Which I didn't used to, and I feel. But I feel like my the process of of having babies. I feel. Hmm. Like there, like there is a lot of God in that. Yeah. You know, if that's what you want to oh, call yeah. it. Oh yeah. And having having done it's you know it's it's easier to go go back there to to find that yeah. again. Did you, uh, 
during the, the birthing process, I guess, um, I always hear there's just a mountain of emotions that come oh, through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, man, like, I think people need to pay more attention to emotions and how they definitely need to be, re- be uh, released. Um, were What were the different type of emotions that you did, like you felt? Not necessarily, like, anger towards your, your yeah. doctor, I'm sure. Of course, they're annoying and inconsiderate, but, like, I guess personal, yeah. like, internal, like, when you first had your baby, like, oh, man, I just came out of me. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what emotions uh, did you go through? Hmm. I, it's hard It's hard to describe. All of them I, at the same time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so many. Yeah, every emotion. God, it's so much fear, you know, that, that you're in charge of something so important. Um, but, you know, also so much joy and... So much, you know, so connected to you know, baby and my husband and and all that, but also so, you know, so much of what I thought my life would be. I th- that's a huge, and maybe not for okay. everyone, but, but you know, I I had I had a plan. Yeah. And you know, so giving birth to my daughter was for me. It was a lot about saying goodbye to my plan. Wow. Yeah. And. And, you know, hello to this whole new thing. Yeah. And I, I plan a lot. Yeah. So that wasn't necessarily an easy an easy thing for me to, to say goodbye to my plan. Yeah. And to, to just to just say, you know, maybe I, I just don't have, have that much <laughs> of a plan yeah. right now. That's probably one of my biggest fears. Because uh, I'm a planner, too. Um, and that's, that's probably... What, yeah, that must be something i don't know bittersweet scary it is. and it is you have totally different avenue of approach to take yeah i mean there are always things in your life that make executing your plan perfectly yeah. difficult you know you've always got to have kind of that you know a smudgy factor yeah. or something and mm-hmm. you know maybe you're going to be five minutes late you know maybe this is going to happen so, it's you an know, obstacle so nonetheless you know so there are little things and it doesn't, you know, and I, I, I was with my husband for a long time before we got married. And God, your whole family, you, you were impossible to plan around. This was like an object of like half of my angst. Yeah. I swear. For oh yeah, just very uh, unconventional fam. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I love you all. You're a great yeah. family. No, I definitely, get, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. planning is not the. It's maybe not. It's just not that easy. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> it, well, I won't go into that. Okay. <laughs> it's a funny story. Sometime, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, planning is... Yeah, and, and so I had a hard... And, you know, so I had my husband, and, you know, I still planned everything, and I just dragged him along through all my plans. And But there's something about a baby that, ju- you know, your plans are just yeah. meaningless. You know, uh, your baby is just going to laugh in, in the face <laughs> of your plans. Con- just, you know, anything you plan. Uh, it must be so aggravating. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the, that 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 uh, very prominent fundamental change is almost like living a different parallel universe of where it's just totally different existing and living than what you initially wanted that connection of that different parallel universe to it, it go is, through. It, in a, yeah. I think it in a lot of ways it is. You know, so I graduated in, uh, I graduated from the university in May and then I, you know, I had my daughter 
the following uh, March. Mm -hmm. And then when she was real little, I went up, I was in Reno, so that's about an hour away, you know, and I went up there, I went to campus to visit some people and, uh, (laughs) and there had been a girl, and I, a friend, I saw a friend and we weren't really close friends. But um, we'd, we'd, she'd been involved in starting a student farm that I ran. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we definitely, you know, if oh, you've she should farming for a while, huh? Been, yeah, been yeah. Green for a mm-hmm, while. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like to farm. And uh, so, you know, this this girl really should have known. You know, I mean, it, it had only been, you know, hadn't even been a year since I graduated. You know, she was at the party that I threw for graduation. She was invited to my wedding. She didn't come because she was doing an internship at it. She was like a scientist. Okay, she oh, studies nice. like a... I don't know. Stuff in ice cores? Stuff? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so, and she, she was several years younger than me. And, uh, you know, so I see her, and I've got my baby, and I'm trying to talk to her. I'm like, hi, hi. And she, she, she didn't, I can't remember her exact words, but the gist was like, I don't know why you think you know me. Wow. But you need to get away from me, you weirdo. <sighs> like, I don't know why you're following me, or what? like who you are, or what you're doing. Dang, that's crazy. And so it's not just like your, it's, you know, it's like. Yeah. Wow. That's. And I felt like that was really telling. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if everybody has that type of a thing. But, you know, it was like I had been, because I was so involved. I loved being a college student, you know, and I was really involved and I planned to go to grad school. And, you know, I had, I started clubs and I had a job on campus and, you know, all that. Mm And, uh, you know, then to go back there and, you know, I'm just a creepy lady with a baby. You know, I went from being, you know, I knew all kinds of people to to being like, you know, you don't belong here. What are you doing here? You Mm -hmm. weird. Like, why would you bring a baby here? You know, just. Wow, that's very distinguishable and dramatic of such differences. Just a bit. And I mean, I cut my hair and stuff like that. But, I mean, she really should have. We had been quite close. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of a thing. Dang, what a bitch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. She sent me a nice wedding present. Oh, that's nice. Oh. But oh. so, that's what, like, it's, and, and, you know, then people call you up, and they're like, come do this thing that you always mm, used to do, and it's yes, like, no. Yes. I, I got did. a child to care for. Yeah. And it's just hard to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's giving up a lot of, a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Well, there's probably, uh putting you on a, a different course of which more of what you're supposed to be involved with maybe I, I think that's true yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I think at least with me you know I and so many things happened you know the seizures and a bunch of different stuff but you know I it's like I thought I could control my life and I mm. could make my life go and do this. You know, and I was, I was going to make my life go and do this. And I, most things that I set out to do, I accomplished. Yeah, I can, nice. I can do it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm confident and I'm pretty good at, you know, if I can't do it, I probably just say, oh, I'm not going to try to do that. But you know, if I say, I'm going to do this, my, my experience has been most of the time I do that. Yeah. Same here. Right yeah. And, yeah. But there, you know, having kids, you know, not that I could, I could, I can still do it. I could do it. Yeah. But it, for me, it really made me say, you know, why is that the most important thing? You know, so I'm, I'm sitting here saying, I think that this is what I need to do mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it and it's going to be good. 
but then I had a baby and realized, what do I know? You know, who <laughs> am I to say that that would be good? I don't know. Oh, wow. That's... You know, so I could still say, you know, here's my goal and I'm going to do it and I'm going to accomplish it and I'm going to get it done. I could still do that. Kind but of... now I really fit, spend a lot more of my time saying, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen to me. Like, what what does the universe have for me? Yeah. You know, like, maybe, like, I could try and be in control, but I don't really think that's where the good stuff is now. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a lot more about just being with what you, with where you're at. And being in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even in a broader, like, yes, being in the moment, but also like being with. I have crazy weird numbers that call me. I don't even know who like they're just. But no, yeah. But um, like even like a longer term plan, like just kind of being with, like, if you can step back for a minute, then where you're supposed to be going will be revealed to you. Mm, I like that. Instead yeah. of like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Like you can do that, but you're gonna miss the better road. Yeah. Because you're, you're. I like that. Yeah, that's that's to... really. Because uh, I'm a firm believer that. Um, things don't happen as a coincidence like somewhere in the belief of yeah you have a destiny to follow but um you could only be in control so much yeah and i i could i can relate to that um even moving back here i was over going like i had a plan to go to santa monica go to ucla and do this this way and then it's crazy how life just makes this shift in you like nope like not necessarily getting rid of rid of all my goals and plans but definitely like made me reevaluate i guess my approach and to thinking what's important what's to pursue and what do i gotta do yeah and so i think that's a lot of self-reflection and, yeah. and just kind of being in the moment and to just kind of flow with life instead of yeah. uh trying to take control all the time yeah, and I think, I don't know how much of it is just getting older and how much of it is, I think for me the kids definitely moved it along a lot, yeah. kind of having a different, that different perspective. But I also think, I think, feel like this is maybe kind of loose. So Emma, I learned, okay, I can't, I don't have control over anything. It was like, that was the lesson Emma was supposed to teach me. You know, I had these plans and just, no, like instead you get Emma. And she's just so... She's gonna, you know, she's gonna do her own thing. She's she's just there being yeah. Emma. She's so Emma. There's no, you know, what I want. I, mean, I can make her do things yeah. if I'm if I'm really mean, but a lot of Emma is is just she's just there. You know, there's there's not a lot of influencing. Yeah. Emma. Emma is just there being Emma, and if and the fact that I might want her to be doing something different doesn't. <laughs> have much of an effect yeah. on her and i think you know she was she came to teach me that i you know i don't have control i'm not i don't i don't have control over this yeah but then i think i went like i went a little I, you know i just have control over nothing yeah and i don't think that's and i was maybe too passive yeah. for a long time that first moment probably just got overwhelmed like oh, okay emma you're teaching me that just you are emma and i just gotta yeah and just, render, just, you know, to, render to that yeah being. And then, but I, I could see the first initial, like, oh, well, maybe not everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and so I think that that's kind of what, for me, like what Lucian's been about. Like, you can, you, you can be active in what's happening in your life, 
without trying to control it. It's not a choice between mm. controlling your life and just and just being floating down the river. Yeah. Okay. Not got you know. It's so it's, it's not that's it's not the choice. The choice isn't you know. Okay, I just do nothing. I just sit here and <laughs> and, and life takes me where I want. It's not a choice between controlling your whole life and and just giving up control. It's a it's it's doing what you know it's it's doing the little things that that make you you know that make your life good mm-hmm. just the little things that you can do oh yeah the little things are so that you know it's how it's, they it's can what be. you eat and it, you know it's getting getting up at the time that fulfills you <laughs> which seems silly i think that's so important it I've, i never knew how much i love the mornings yeah the mornings are awesome so yeah kind of time to yourself and just the morning rituals of yeah whatever, whatever yeah you that's do. So important. Yeah. things like getting up in the morning you know getting dressed and doing those things and exercising and a whole and a whole bunch of other little you know the way you talk to people and the way you talk to yourself yeah. and, and all these little things so it's a you know it's about those little things that you really those things you have control over and you should take control of them and then kind of the bigger things that are sort of life's presence you know you don't know <laughs> yeah. that are that, that are that are brought to you by kind of outside forces and sort of finding a balance between like yeah you do, you know you do need to get up and decide you know I'm going to eat these things and mm-hmm. you know I'm going to do this and I'm you know I I'm going to love myself and I'm going to be happy yeah. with who I am in this moment and you you have all of those active things that I really think it's super important for you yourself to really take control over mm-hmm. and manage and all oh, that yeah, and then you definitely. have the bigger things that I think you just have to say like <laughs> this is where kind of the excitement comes yeah. in and you say you don't I don't know what's gonna happen you know we kind of like us coming we didn't plan to move here yeah well yeah. you know I mean it's good it's yeah. it's it's turned out well but yeah so I think wow. they're like the, they're like you know I, mean, I think that's I think that's called something um it's some sort of philosophy but oh, yeah. it's yeah I'm learning that too re really refining your habits of uh, the words you choose to express yeah. yourself, uh, to the things you want to invest in, which your awareness, like social media, mm-hmm. articles, whatever subjects of interest, books, yeah. to your diet and your morning rituals. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's a huge factor to, I think also leading you in the right direction of the bigger moments of what life. Yeah, I think I think if you, you can kind of get all that stuff set up when the 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 big moments present opportunities. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can be in a place where you can you can accept take those, advantage. Yeah, take advantage of those opportunities or you can kind of be in a place with all your your <laughs> stuff maybe too disorganized and yeah. and you kind of miss miss those or at least you miss and maybe the opportunity doesn't really change, but yeah. how you experience it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You know, so maybe you're going to be presented with this, I don't know, if it's opportunity or path or what, either way. But if you've got all your ducks in a row kind of internally, then it can be a great thing for you. Well, and fluid. if you don't, it can be an awful <laughs> thing that causes you pain and... Crucial learning experience. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, that's... It's crazy how talking about children and, and just... <laughs> you women just birthing these little creatures to self-reflection and self-discovery. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that was a that was a good podcast. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. I hope so. Yeah. I yeah, I, I like talking to you. It's good, so. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, I like talking to you. You're so good with your words. I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like words. Yeah, that's because you're reading novels when you're two years old. I never knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like yeah. to read. I like words. So would you have any advice for uh, younger women um, that are looking to get pregnant or mm. having some expectation of pregnancy? Do you have any advice for them? Mm. Hmm. I, th I think to, to try and... To try and let go, if you if you can, and I think to. Hmm, I think one thing that was really hard for me, that I think I did a lot better with with the second baby, is. Take other people's advice. With the intention that they're offering it, people give people want to give you advice mm -hmm. because, because they're excited <laughs> and because yeah. they love you and they want to contribute. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can take that intention without trying to take the itsy all the itsy bitsy tiny bits of advice okay. you know somebody will say you know make sure that you breastfeed your baby on a schedule if you don't breastfeed your baby on a schedule then your you know your whole life is gone and <laughs> and you won't get to do anything for yourself yeah. ever again and then someone else will say don't try to put your baby on a schedule Eat, feed your baby when you're hungry or you're torturing the kid you know it's, it's just so mean to leave them there crying and hungry and yeah and I think you need to not get bogged down in the details. Okay. You know, fig just just wait and figure out what works for you and your baby. And when people come and give you that advice, don't listen too much to the details. Don't pay too much attention. Yeah. Just say, they 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 want to offer me my they want to offer me support. Yeah. Just think, thank you for the support, and try not to worry about the details. That's yeah. what I'm always telling my daughter. She, you know, she's always trying. She wants to eat chocolate all the time. You know, I say you can eat chocolate after you've done, you know, your work or whatever. Yeah. And so she's like, "Well, I read. Did I read for long enough to get my chocolate? I read, and I'm like, well, you read for 11 minutes. I asked you to read for 15, and then you know, and then she, she gets so, so caught up in the details. Yeah, and oh, she's yeah. so anxious, and and you know, and I want to just say, just do your thing for a little while, and then you'll get some chocolate. Like the chocolate will be there. Don't yeah. worry. It's not going anywhere. It's yeah, gonna eventually I come. It, I think it's the same thing. Like, cause you're gonna, your your baby's gonna come, and all the advice that everyone gave you isn't gonna quite fit, and mm -hmm. you're gonna figure out your own way of doing it. It's because it's all relative. Yeah, yeah, because it's all about you and your baby, and you're unique, and your baby is unique, and yeah. one baby is not your first baby isn't gonna be like your second baby, and so. Just not to get bogged down in the details. Your details, anyone else's details. I think that's... And people want to... People come and talk to you and they want to <laughs> share. I think it's also really hard sometimes when people share birth stories with pregnant ladies, especially yeah. scary ones. It can be really <laughs> scary. I remember people told me horror stories. Yeah. And it was really scary. You know, I, with my first one, I'd never had a baby before. And I think the same that try and look to their intention. You know, yeah. they're, they're trying to commune with you and support <laughs> you. Yeah. And try and find that underneath, you know, yeah. the scary stories and the, the terrible advice. <laughs> people are so intense about babies because they're excited and they yeah. love you and they, they want to participate because it's awesome. Yeah. And try to, try to get to that, that they... You know that happy part, and and try and look past all the kind of the negative aspects of the community that suddenly appears around you when you're pregnant, trying to touch your belly. Oh, that's a huge community, huh? In the grocery it's, store of the, you know, that's the, crazy. Because they they they're trying, they're they're yeah. trying to our society. Oh, it doesn't offer very good ways to support people <laughs> like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so you end yeah. up with weird men. There's no one size fits all. Touching your belly. Yeah, there's no one size fits all. And there's... Yeah, well. So. Well, I think that's actually good advice just like through any subject, you know. Don't yeah. be so caught up in all the details. Because I remember just my own personal experiences. I was like, 
this is what they said was going to happen. And it's not really happening like this. Like, only a little bit, but, like, so, yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Wow. That's hard. Oh, children. Uh. Yep. Any last words? Yeah. Huh? Think. You, you can have another? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. More than two? You go yeah, on. at I least want, one more. I want eight. We'll do family <laughs> events. It'll be even teams. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll I, see. <laughs> I like it. They're so, I just think it's like the, the best miss, you know, you, you start to read like a novel or watch a movie and you don't know what exactly is going to happen. And it's like fun and exciting. Yeah. And babies are like the ultimate, like, the, like <laughs> the, the ultimate version of that. It's like the, the, you know, you're the story that you couldn't get a better story than that. Nice. A whole new person and you get to grow them and meet them. Story. And, yeah. Like yeah. A whole new story. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you very much for. Providing your, your motherly perspective. That was yeah. awesome. It was a good episode. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.